Kira, are you listening? Now you've done it. This is what happens to little girls who refuse to play alone. That was terrible. But I, I didn't do anything wrong. No, no, you're not there. I'm alone. I'm alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I've got a present for you. Your old friend. Pick it up. Go ahead. Pick it up. Pick it up. Shut up! I'm not afraid of you! You should be. You never know. There's nothing wrong with me! There's nothing wrong with me! There's nothing wrong with me. Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. And hi. This is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. You couldn't think of something, <laughs> I, could you? I, I could, but I wasn't going to say it, so like, it's just stuck in my head now. You were going to say I'm yours, <laughs> no, <wasn't>. weren't you? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. No, I always like think of um, French and Saunders doing, Hi, I'm Elijah Minnelli. <laughs> That's not even funny or clever. <laughs> Just how she delivers it. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, this is the Blind Rage Podcast. And um, this is a special episode for me because this is one of my favorite horror movies, I think, of all time. And when I think of underrated horror movies of the 90s... I think of this and I think of Strangeland. I think those are the most underrated, two most underrated horror movies of the 90s. And funnily enough, they were about a year apart from each other. Now, when everybody was making screen <laughs> shit. Now, Strangeland, is that the one about the torture? Um, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. It's sort it of was. like a Clockwork Orange. Um, remake only sexier see i hear more of that one than i do of this one that we're about to do yeah this is an obscure Mm. one and i didn't say the title yet we're doing colobus um from 1999 so which tony has never seen before yeah well i've seen it to 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 talk about it (laughs) yes yes yeah yes 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 you have um, but before we get into that, um, I'm going to get the usual plugs out of the way quickly. So, I would like to encourage everybody to please check out my books on Amazon.com and Kindle paperback and hardcover editions by typing in Brandon Ford into the search engine. You will also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. I also have about a dozen titles in audiobook format which you can find on audible by typing in brandon ford if you don't already please follow me on instagram at writer brandon ford you can follow me on both 
Twitter and Facebook? No. Hold on. Twitter and Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why I, 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 I got caught up there? Because I was thinking about the YouTube channel. Ah, yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, yes. Twitter. No, yes. Twitter and Letterboxd. Brandon Ford. Um, you can also follow Tony on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear. Yes, there is a Blind Rage Podcast YouTube channel which you can subscribe to. I don't I don't know how to do change the link. So just type in the Blind Rage Podcast if in YouTube if you wanna find it. Um Oh, what else do I have? If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, please feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Please don't forget to visit the official Blind Rage Podcast Facebook page to like and subscribe. Last and most importantly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. And hopefully one of these years... Tony will get an Instagram again <laughs> so that he can help promote the goddamn goddamn you to hell um, now I, ha- I have a oh. question I'm going to make you eat the cookie what? do you smell burnt toast? <laughs> um, you first of all little... <laughs> you've asked me that innumerable times I just like to make sure you're okay I get flustered <laughs> at times it's my okay? accent Especially when I know when you're silently judging me on the other side of the world. I'm like Frank T.J. Mackey. I don't know who that is, but yes. So, before we get into the movie, let's get into current views, shall we? Mm -hmm. Yes, we shall. What have you been watching lately? Anything noteworthy? Uh, Well, I rewatched a a movie that I quite like... uh, by David Cronenberg called A History of Violence. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. that one? I have not, but trivia about that, that was the fir- the last, actually, the last major movie to be released on VHS. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed that one. Uh, it's, um, I like David's uh, use of gore. <laughs> he, uh, um, it's not so much um there is an element of shock value but it's also an element of showing oh, how chocolate. um violence how violent violence can be um and and i, mm. I enjoy the story that i <laughs> was surprised that um i think it's william Hurt or the actor towards the end got an oscar nomination or something and he he seemed very um um unworthy of the acclaim in my opinion it was fine but it was just a bit weird um and the other movie I watched was one that I quite liked uh, called Belfast which is um the last movie by uh Kenneth Runner and it just looks at his uh, childhood and growing up in Northern Ireland during the Troubles and uh it got me is that a new one yeah so I think it's 2021 or 22 like it it won the previous last year's Oscar for original screenplay. Um, um, yeah, it sort of hit a bit close. Well, that's to reason home. enough for me not to watch it. <laughs> well, uh, it hit you close to home. No, well, a few of my cousins were killed during the um, um, Croatian uh, 
uh, war with the um, you know the uh, Orthodox versus the Catholics versus the uh, Muslims and you know mm. the land as well. So it was a bit sad to see, but it was also nice. Uh, it, it's a very um, uh, hopeful movie, so I'd give mm-hmm. it a go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what have you been watching? Um, I watched um, a movie called Dread, which I don't think I'd heard of. It's not. And I believe it's... Sorry, you go. What? <laughs> I believe it's from 2009. And it's about um, the this... Uh, college kid who is taking I don't know some kind of psychology course and he wants to do a thesis on uh, uh, people's personal fears and that kind of goes astray Um, but uh, I heard about it because as I was, as I said when we were talking off mic, I listened to, uh, watch a lot of, or listened to, yes, a lot of top ten um, lists on YouTube. And there's an there's a girl in Australia. Her name's Emma, and she does a lot of them, and she does a lot of horror reviews and stuff. And she did a top ten list of. Um, I think it was called horror movies that in horror movies that are f- fates worse than death or, hmm. or something like that. So it was a list of movies in that have scenes where the character suffers something that is worse than just simply being killed off. Yeah. So, like, she talked about, like, the splinter in the eye scene in Zombie and um, uh, things like that. So, there was a scene that she talked about in Dread that I was kind of like, ugh, that's kind of fucked up. I should probably watch that. Um, Unfortunately, it's the last fucking scene in the movie. And uh, it's a lot of build up, build up, build up to not much. And I kept spacing out because it was just a lot of talky-talky and not a lot of uh, story-story. So it wasn't terrible, but I don't see myself revisiting it. Um, So yeah, there's that. And there's another movie I watched. (laughs) (laughs) One of those movies that was so fucking bad that it made me angry. And it was called Separation. And I believe it was from 2018 or 2019. And there's an English actor in it named uh, Rupert Friend. Never heard of him. Uh, I never heard of anybody in this movie. Uh, The only one, only actor I knew in the movie was Brian Cox. Um, But yes, so the movie starts out you think it's going to be like oh it's one of these freaky little kid movies no 
Oh, you think it's it's going to be like a killer doll puppet movie? No. Then it turns into Kramer versus Kramer because the parents get divorced <laughs> and there's a, a custody battle over the little girl. And then it turns into the Babadook because there's this freaky monster that pops up out of nowhere and is like hovering over the kid and wreaking havoc in the house. Um, so it was like, okay, you took your Babadook pill this morning. You took your Kramer versus Kramer pill. You took your Sixth Sense pill. What other movies have you ripped off for this? Um, because it was so derivative of fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. And there's a twist toward the very end, which you could tell clearly they just pulled out of their ass at the last minute because it comes out of nowhere has no effect on the story whatsoever and it's not like ooh I didn't see that coming no you wouldn't see it coming mm -hmm. because it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. um, that's not a good twist a, a good twist is when you can rewatch a movie and pick up on the hints but if <laughs> yes like high tension yeah. yes but no, mm -mm. There, there, no, there's nothing that suggests any of it. And yeah, so it was bad. It was bad. Um, and as as I've said before, generally when whenever I have such a strong distaste for a movie, I go to Wikipedia to to see like you know what the general consensus is or what the Rotten Tomatoes score is and I'm happy to see that I am not alone because it was not reviewed favorably by anybody I, and has an approval rating of like 10 percent yes, I, I saw your review of that and I looked it up and I saw that like I think the best sc score it got was like three stars out of ten <laughs> yeah it sucked the ass sucked balls like and the cup. life it sucked the life out of me until I was a hollow shell. I was drained after this monstrosity. Until Cindy was up on the ceiling. Uh, well, uh, there was some kind of fucking creature that was crawling all over the ceiling like the Slender Man. It was kind of like the Slender Man or the fucking... Empty Man. I think it was a Slender Man. Uh, no, no. Can Did you just say Candyman? No, the Empty Man. I don't know, but his head was twisting the wrong way and going upside down. It kind of reminded me of the monster in the Scary Stories Tell in the Dark yeah. adaptation. Um, in addition to being similar to the Babadook. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> talk about this anymore because you know, where on the doll did the movie hurt you? <laughs> In the sphincter. Oh my god. Okay. Shall we go from one of your so, least favorites to your actual favorites? Oh, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Uh huh. So, yeah, we're going to watch Call of Us, which I am willing to bet is probably on Prime Video because I don't know if it still is, but for a while it was on Tubi. Mm -hmm. And if it's on Tubi, then it's probably on. So if you want to watch along, feel free to do so. Alright, so we are going to begin in 3, 2, 1, play.
All right. Now, you may, if you are, um, well, I wouldn't say that I am, because uh, I didn't really even pick up on it the first time I saw it. But if you are an Argento uh, aficionado. I was going to ask this right away. <laughs> um, or a fan of Italian cinema, you may notice that there are a lot of similarities to Italian films. Um, and there is also a lot of, there's a very strong similarity, similarity to the Goblin score that... Um, Argent, uh, that uh, Goblin did for a lot of Argento movies and that was all intentional because they were paying homage because the thing was uh, Todd Osberg and Daniel Lietovich. Uh-huh. you make him sound Russian he's Swiss yeah um, so uh, Peter's from Hawaii. Uh, Peter, no, Todd. Yeah. Todd is from Hawaii. Daniel is from Switzerland. And they met at film school in USC. And they bonded immediately. Well, not immediately, because they were the only two students in this film class talking about these Italian movies because nobody else had ever heard of yeah. them. So they formed a bond and you know started talking about these movies and that's how their friendship was born and then when they decided to make a movie they wanted to pay homage to all of the movies that they grew up watching and loving and, and that's how Colobus was born partially um, but um, originally it was it was actually born out of a uh, comment that Daniel made once because this was around the time that the real world was pretty big and he hated the fucking show <laughs> in particular one of the one of, I don't remember which season it was Flora um, I guess she was the bitch that season and he said, why does somebody just lock all these people in the house and just kill them off? And because they were all pretty um, unlikable yeah, yeah. that season. Um, so that's where the script um, uh, the, was the incepted. Yeah. The seed, that applied to the seed. And then there was a script that was written... Um, called Trapped that was very different and very ambitious and um, there were going to be I mean it's similar to to the movie but it's also a lot more um, uh, complex in that there were instead of well there were traps but there were also puzzles and things that okay. the characters had to solve so it was very Saw-esque like before Saw. Yeah, oh yeah, bip, bip, bip. Um, and so, yeah, they couldn't do that. Um, and then um, Daniel, or it was, I think it was Daniel. Daniel was at the San Diego Zoo, 
and he was looking at the monkeys and he came across the colobus monkey which is a monkey that has no thumbs okay. and because it has no thumbs it is a lot fa it's faster and more agile and can swing from tree to tree faster than any other monkey so he got the idea of incorporating uh, because it was like mutilated and that's how uh, through evolution or something I don't know um, I'm not a fucking anthropologist I'm not what's his anthropologist um, but yeah so he wanted to incorporate mutilation as something of a positive thing mm -hmm. uh, m mutilation could make something better um, so that's what when you see the killer uh, faceless he thinks he's making he's improving upon himself by cutting his face off um, so that's that's where that came from but there was a bit of there was a bit of a creative differences between Todd and, and Daniel and Todd was like nobody's gonna know what that means um, but Daniel was insistent and you know so they went ahead with it and for the longest time I thought they just made it up I was like this is just the word they made up there's no there's no such thing as called us anything um, and I found out what it was because there wasn't much out there about the movie um, when the Arrow put out their special edition of the movie um, um, there's also something else I wanted to say shit um, uh, da, da, um, what, where was I about the, the origin the word colobus and how are we talking about him cutting um, off his face and how Todd didn't agree with Daniel cutting off the face yes that people um, would get the um, reference people wouldn't get it no yes I don't know okay well uh, yes well what, what I was just going to say is going back to um, uh, you reminded me of something that David Cronenberg does a lot in that he um, likes to look at uh, evolution through science and um, mm -hmm. and even in that movie Crash where you had like Rosanna Arquette's character mutilating herself with um, like steel um, reinforcement to sort of start evolving into like a motor vehicle almost <laughs> speaking of which I heard about a French film last night where there's a woman who gives birth to a car okay and like she's bleeding motor oil and stuff I'm like what the fuck is this I always remember is this a real movie <laughs> there was what? a movie that I saw on SBS um, when I was very young uh, but sort of like uh, so pubescent and it was like a it was new at the time but it was in black and white and it was about this uh, film director or this actor or something but um in one scene he has to sort of um, supplement some money and so he, he agrees to do like a bit of porn and the other actor was going to use some uh, motor oil to grease him up but then he ended up leaving because he was too uncomfortable <laughs> what movie was this? I don't this? remember the name <laughs> and I don't really remember enough of it to sort of look up words that might remind me of it 
Yeah. I remember one scene he was talking to his mum about watching the new Jaws movies. So it was sort of set uh, um, a bit earlier than what it was filmed. But <laughs> that's as much as I remember. Um, I know what I was going to say. I I I told this story before on the podcast. Um, this because I because I think it's one of the biggest fuck yous of the MPAA, and I always loved it. Um, but this, because this is the actual movie that it's about, I'm going to tell it again. Um, so they found, um, I don't know, whatever, whatever it's called, someone to, someone who finds you a distributor. To, to, they take on your movie and they say, okay, we're, we're going to get it sold. Yeah. So they sold it to York Entertainment. Um... And they were under contract to deliver an R. So they submitted it to an MPA, to the MPAA. MPAA said, this has got to get cut, this has got to get cut, because you got an NC-17. And they were like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll do that. So they cut it, and then they pulled a switcheroo and submitted the NC-17 version to York. Mm-hmm. So this is the NC-17 version, although on the box and everywhere else, it says it's R. Okay. But they cut it only for, M- for the MPAA and for the benefit of York, and then released it uncut. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like it. You like it a lot. Um, I do. In the commentary, they were talking about how... Sorry? This particular joke here I said in the commentary they were talking about how this particular joke here wouldn't fly today but I don't really think it's that offensive but then again I'm not trans and neither is she but so I guess I really can't yeah it's it's something that I can't speak way on <laughs> um I mean he's He's a little uncomfortable. I mean, he really... I mean, he doesn't say anything nasty. Yeah. He pleasantly sure. leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was perfectly fine doing that. She thought it was funny. Yeah. The actress. See, I thought, she, I thought the character was actually saying it as a joke. Well, when she, when she says female impersonator, she brings her voice down yeah, a bit. Yeah. A couple of octaves. Now... Here, you see both Peter and Daniel. Yeah. Um, why do I keep saying Peter? Todd. Well, it's Todd's. That's his middle name. So it, it's Is David it? Todd. Okvik, Okvik, or so. Osvik. <laughs> well, Todd. Os, Todd is the the real jacked one with the tank top. Oh, the one mooning. Um, the one mooning, and um. Daniel is the one right was the one right yeah, behind yeah. Um, his head, but he takes his towel off um, and was going to show and was supposed to show his head ass too, but um, what's his name's head blocked yeah. it. And Todd said that he kept, he was pulling his pants down really slowly because. 
uh, what's his face? Um, I can't remember his name. Um, he missed. Is it Tom? Tom. No, Tom's the com Tom's the comedian. Gary. Gary. Gar he Gary, I think, was supposed to close the door sooner, <laughs> or either he didn't know when Gary was going to close the door, yeah, yeah. so he didn't want to like pull his pants down all the yes. way. So, yeah, he was just kind of. Should have done it for your art. Yeah, I wouldn't have mind. Ask for your art. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't, but I remember my ex who watched this with me on DVD did. But during uh, during the close-ups, Amy Weber, who plays um, Kira, she's got her contacts in. Oh, okay. No. And they did not. She was not supposed to do the, to do that. Her reading contact. Um. Okay. Yes. Um. So what you what originally, um, what originally sold me on this was I I saw it in I saw it when it first came out on video video. Um, cause I used to, I've spoken about movies unlimited before in my solo commentaries, but I used to get their seasonal catalogs and they used to have listings of all the new horror movies that were coming out and, or that had just come out and this had just come out on video and I was looking at the premise and it all it really said was a group of characters trapped in a house start to blame one another once murders begin to occur that's really all they yeah. said the selling point for me was oh Linnea Quigley's in it um but only for a little bit isn't and she? yes she only has the cameo and she has more clothes on than she has ever worn <laughs> in any movie ever there she is <laughs> yay wearing four, four Linnea lines. always she always she deserves a standing of ovulation. Um, so, but yeah, they were, they were very surprised and happy when her headshot was given to them. Um, cause they were like, she wants to do it. Okay. She's in, she didn't, they didn't even ask her to read or anything. Um, cause they were fans of her. Um, well, she probably came with her own clothes. <laughs> Just like, this probably took him half an hour all up. Oh, uh, I don't know. This was a shot in Omaha, Nebraska. Because okay. um, that's where the investor was from. And that the house that they shoot, or that that's, it's shot in, is belong to I think the investor's friend yeah um and they really didn't even change anything did they need to add the shutters I think yeah. so yeah yeah um be, because um and th they were really flimsy too yeah. um cause like when uh Gar or, or Tom is trying to break the door with the lamp. You can kind of see it. It worked. <laughs> it, um, but um, 
everything was shot in that same house except for the scenes in the attic. Yeah. That was shot in another house because the, that, that house didn't have an attic. Yeah. And here you have to look closely because you see Faceless waving from the window. Yes. Um, I think uh, Donnie is quite cute. <laughs> He's okay. Like a like a big red Sean. Not Williams in this Scott. particular light. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Obviously not in looks, but like he reminds me of that character, and I guess because the hair is sort of is. Could lose your hand in. Yeah. Um. He did that himself. <laughs> It's um, as in the role. Well, it settles down a bit later when they're watching the movies, or when the things start to happen. Um, and one thing I want to say too, um, <laughs> fucking the faceless um, things remind me of a kids show we used to have here in Australia called Lift Off, where they used to have a, a, like a faceless doll. That was. Infant yeah, you sized. told me, and it sounded <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> but one thing I want to say about Tina, Tina. right there, <laughs> is the lipstick that she's wearing. That shade of lipstick, fucking every single girl wore that oh, shade God. of lipstick in the mid to late 90s. It makes her look like a corpse. It's like burgundy or something. I don't know. No, oh, to me it looks like, I remember, like a lilac-y. I don't know. I don't know from lipstick. But that was a huge, huge thing. That color. Yeah. Even um, in the later seasons of Seinfeld, Elaine wears it a lot. Oh, yep, yep. Yes, I remember that now. Um... So Amy Weber is our lead here, and I think she does quite well. Um, she is a Renaissance woman. She's also a uh, a singer. She um, she did a song called "Let It Rain" that uh, was that charted here briefly, but more. Uh, overseas, it's like you know, very basic, like club music. I don't know what that is. You don't know the band E17? I do not, but I was listening to it earlier and it's very auto tuned. Okay, um, but yeah, she also did some stuff for the WWE, she was a a vixen or something. I don't know like what that a is. Or, or did she like lift up a, a card or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I no, I think she did fight. I think she did. Yeah. Um, but she's 5'2". Mm. And she weighs like 100 pounds. So. And she's also a model. Or was a model. Um... <laughs> I haven't really seen. Her. She's been in a lot of TV shows. She's been. Uh, she was on Saved by the Bell and um, 
uh, another one of those morning shows that used to come on NBC. Yep, yep. Um, uh, she was also on the show USA High. Um, Sweet uh, Valley briefly. High? I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, know. it was called USA High. Um, although Erica, she sort of reminds me of the girl who played um, like Alex Mack or um, the sister from 10 Things I Had About You. The like, blonde? Yeah. The blonde reminds you of Alex Mack. Uh, or, or at least the sister from 10 Things I Had About You. In, oh no, she was I've she never played Alyssa that. from um, Third Rock from the Sun. Everybody reminds you of someone. <laughs> That's how my brain works. This um, is how you remind me. <laughs> okay, subtle. Of terrible songs. <laughs> oh god. This seems so. I would never do this. <laughs> no. Especially not with people I've never met yeah, before. Exactly. It's not how you get acquainted. Um, but w- one thing I want to say about Erica is I think her character is very... It's... it's um, they had a very specific vision for what her character is. And that vision is consistent throughout the whole movie because she is such a fucking narcissist. Yeah. All she does is talk about herself. She brings six of her fucking movies and, then, and expects them all to yes. watch them all back to back to back and brings the mask that she wore in the movies. Um, but yeah, that was the role. That was the character. And um, they were very, very happy with her performance. Yeah. Um, and I think... This was the first professional thing that she ever did. Okay. I thought she was good in it. Although, um, on the um, Wikipedia page, she, uh, nearly all the other cast members don't get a, a link, you know. <laughs> it's only Amy no, and Faceless and... Uh, yeah, Ilya... Ilya something, I can't remember his Volok. name. He's done a lot of stuff. Volok. Yeah, he was in... Um, Air Force One. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's been in a lot, a lot of big movies. Yeah. They said he was very um, charming. Um, <laughs> well, he was very nice, but he was also very uh, intimidating because he's very large Ukrainian. Yes. I remember he was on. He had a walk-on role in like. Um, Suddenly, Susan. Okay. <laughs> some some ninety sitcom that I used to watch. Veronica's Closet. Actually, that's who uh, the comedian. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> um, his hair is very nineties. Well, this movie is very nineties. Did the directors go on to do other things? No, unfortunately, they did not. Okay. And it is not for lack of trying. Um, they did, they did try to get some other stuff made, but uh, didn't exactly work out. But they they had a comic, a limited series comic book that they were able to get out. And I think, I think they did smaller 
things separately, mm -hmm. but they never, no, they never made anything else. Yeah. And I think and that were, had a lot like, to do like with the fact that, I think that had a lot to do with the fact that really nobody saw this when it came out, at least here. But, you know, it, it was only like a, what, $500,000 budget? 500000 yeah. I never saw it on 35 millimeter. I mean, I feel like, um, it's not a, it wasn't a, like, they used the money well. <laughs> it wasn't a waste of a film. I, w I would just think that, that for the fact that they could uh, stretch a dollar that well, they would be, would have been re-employed. But maybe, um, they just like, uh, doing their own, um, scripts. Independent yeah. and stuff. Um, one thing that I noticed about it's both this and um, my little eye, which everybody compares it to, has said clearly ripped this off. Yes, I remember the first time I saw this that scared the fuck that out was of a me. Good year. Um. But, yeah, um, but, um, yeah, um, but it's also in My Little Eye, um, where they, the people in the house have access to television and music, which, like, on the real world and all, all these other reality show houses where people, shows where people are in houses, they don't watch TV, they don't listen to music, because they don't want to pay the rights for anything, and plus, they don't want them to watch TV or listen to music, they want them to fight with each other. Yeah. So, but this was not supposed to be a reality show. This was supposed to be a movie. A movie. Yes. I remember we had a reality show in Australia that was pre, um, like, a, I think it was sort of like to do uh, with the real world, but it was called The House from Hell. And it was just like some uh, people were in the house. But I remember the main thing, one of the people used to do in that, he used to light up his farts. <laughs> and that was the big thing he'd oh, keep God. going. <laughs> That sounds like something Puck would do. <laughs> Except I feel like they could leave. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't like a Big Brother situation where they were stuck. They could go out, out and about and then just... I don't really think that the, in, this, in this one they don't have any rules, per se. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're not supposed to... Well, I don't know. All the cameras are in the house, but so they're not. I guess they're probably meant to stay in, but they're not. They're not really given any rules. They're given rules in my little eye, um, but also what is said to have uh, ripped this off is Halloween Resurrection, <laughs> and I hated that. <laughs> and I don't really think they took that as a compliment. No. But my little eye is very similar. Yeah. Um, I uh, when I saw the title and I looked it up and um, I recognised the cover art. It was back when um, I was not watching horror movies based on if it was reality TV based and that type of stuff. Where kind of like the um, or like the found footage type of thing. So that was probably why I never gave it a shot back in the day. 
Well, very these kinds of movies weren't coming out at this time. This was ninety nine. No, I know. Yeah. Which cover did you see, by the way? Uh, I'm not sure. It was. Um, I just remember the word actually. Uh, it was uh, where it had like a the the O in the middle was sort of like had a cutout around it or something like that. Uh, It's not the one on the Wikipedia page, but another one. Anyway. Which one is on the Wikipedia page? The one on the Wikipedia page is the faceless guy over a... looking over a house, and it's got the definition of colobus. The... yeah, with the snow. That's the one I prefer. Um, That was the uh, overseas one. Um, The European one. There's a... this movie has a lot of different covers. Um, and then when it was released by the Arrow for the Blu-ray, it, they made two more. Um, but the one that we got was a stock image. Yeah. And um, it was basically just like a very... It was an illustration of a very vampiric-looking woman... Um, and behind her was like some kind of monster or something. It made no sense and did not go with the movie. And I know it's a stock image because um, a few years, maybe 10 years after this came out, um, someone I knew went to get his hair cut and in the salon (laughs) they had one of those books with all the different styles in it. And that was the cover of one of the books. Okay. <laughs> See, I feel like I've seen that picture as well, but it reminded me of um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. <laughs> like, the the front cover of that. Mm. Uh, one thing, too, about Kira's drawings is... Um, they were done well okay uh, Todd and Daniel first time filmmakers mm-hmm. they didn't know they were supposed to make copies <laughs> of the images Yes, they were just given a sketchbook with all these pictures to use and they cut them they ripped them out of the book and they like spattered blood all over them <laughs> and shit and <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know what the artist's reaction was because I didn't say it, but it was. Um, I think it was the costume. Des- I think it was the costume designer or something. It's like you're not supposed to do that. Um, well, rookie mistake. Yeah, rookie mistake. Oh my god. <laughs> Narcissist Erica here. Would you draw me? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Now, this had to have some reshoots done because they had a 100 page script and they shot everything, but when they saw the rough assembly the movie ran 63 minutes that's amazing what what was written on the pages <laughs> i don't how could you well it had a different pages 
I don't know. Well, it had a different ending. Um, Linnea comes back. Because um, I think it was... Um, I think it ends similarly in that they can't find the house or the victims and it's all that stuff in the final moments of the yeah. hospital um, before she leaves and then it takes place at an art gallery um, and Linnea's there and she introduces Kira to somebody who wants to buy one of her paintings and um, Kira excuses herself and she goes into the restroom and starts cutting her face so that was supposed to show that was supposed to show right there that she really was crazy yeah um but i think that the ending that they have now is much stronger because it's a lot of people don't like it it's kind it kind of has that same effect that high tension has where it's kind of polarizing yeah um because it's not really spoon fed to you um but it's it's a bit of a mindfuck ending and that's why i like it because it's not well, it's not I straightforward. Well, I had to sort of read um, what the intention of the ending was to understand what the ending was. Yeah. You don't understand. So this is. Um, no, just looking at it, I was like, well, oh, um, so has it happened or not happened? And the suggestion is that um, it's something that she would like to make happen. So this yes. is sort of in her head, and then that she is, starts to that's, that's it. plan it once she's out. Well, the, the doctor was correct. She is a cutter. Yes. Um, and when she says, when she confronts the doctor, and she says, why, I did this to my wrist, why not to my face, to get attention? That's exactly why she did it. Um, yeah. And that whole story that she told was to cover up that she was a cutter. Yeah. Um, but also, she's very, very unbalanced. Well, and the fact that just that beginning sequence, if she's cut up her face, why then go out onto the street? <laughs> I don't know where she had come from. That what her what her past is. I don't know. Yeah. Um. um I don't know. I don't know. But um, I think that when she's on the street... And by the way, that Jeep that hits her, that was Daniel's okay. Jeep. Yo, I, and he I, did I, not I get shoot. that stage blood <laughs> off. Oh, really? Um, um, so, yeah. And then when you see when you see Tom, the vision of Tom saying, are you going to tell him? Yeah. That was like her making trying to make up some reason as to why... Yeah. she was the way she was because like it was supposed to be the aftermath of like her escaping the house and escaping faceless yeah. um, but really she had just cut herself and come from I don't know yeah yeah so I, that's I, what, I have that's no what idea. I was saying the, the unbalancedness of um, I couldn't you know there's one thing to cut yourself but then the other thing is to leave your house bloody Um, or wherever you. Or maybe she cut herself. Yeah, maybe in the alley. Yeah, yeah, I, d I don't know. Yeah. 
because it was showing some Ali scenes before we see her, what well, mm. her point of view coming out onto the street. And that, that alley, that was in, that was one of the reshoots or part of the reshoots. And that alley was seen, was shot in Los Angeles. And it was really raining that night. Yeah. I didn't actually consider wait, it. Was, all was, of wait, 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 wait. Shh, shh, shh. How about a nice big cup of shut the fuck up? <laughs> My favorite line in the whole movie. Yes. I could uh, reuse that daily. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, 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 I guess with the new with the new ending that they for the reshoots. It, it was more of an explanation than the original ending at the art gallery, which they, they really weren't too happy with anyway. Yeah. And they said it actually worked out for the best. Um, but, yeah, what I always got from it was, yeah, it, it was something that she made up um, in her head because you hear um, her thinking of, um things that had people said in the house yes uh, people screaming um you hear uh erica screaming when she's pushed on on the antlers and by the way one of my biggest pet peeves is when they do a callback to something that already happened in a movie and it's always a different take but everything that you hear is the same thing <laughs> um so I was happy that they did that. Yeah. But I think they did that for budgetary reasons. Um, this is a very uh, gory sequence. Oh, yes. Um, no, but also what I liked is you sort of saw the inspiration around her house of the murders. Yes. In the drawings and things. Yeah. Um, what was actually supposed to happen here was there was going to be a pendulum oh, that okay. swung out of the closet that cut her open, but they couldn't they couldn't do that. They couldn't afford to do it. And then the um, whoever did help do the uh, the makeup um, helped build that catapult, and those saw blades were real yeah. and very sharp. But in saying that, you don't. They never really touch her. Because they're, no. they're very, like, zoom in close-ups. Yes. This is very, um... Death by murder. <laughs> there's a... There's a moment... Um... Very funny. There's a moment when... When they're trying to find a way out and... Um... Gary takes his sweater off to open a door it turns out to be a closet and the the broken light bulb pops yeah yes um i don't know why i don't know exactly they didn't they didn't exactly say what happened i don't know if they didn't film it or they cut it out i don't know but he tries another door 
and the knob was electrified. Oh, okay. So that's why he took his sweater off. Yeah, so it was very... Um, if you don't know that, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. It was very presumptuous that he understood straight away the house might be um, um, booby-trapped. Yeah, because he didn't see he didn't see what killed Tina, yes. or what attacked her. How could you barely barely alive? <laughs> it's sort of one of those things where like, I'd rather just be dead than have my stomach slit open. A closet upstairs. You come, stay with me. You come with me. Yell if you see They um they don't have a um an equal male to female ratio. Erica's quite tall. Which they usually do. Although she's wearing boots, but it's just a cat. Although mm. Well, if they include the third man, the director. No, he's not in the house, though. He stays in that in that trailer. No, but they find him in the house. No, but they needed another girl, is what I'm saying. There's, there's already three girls. There's two. Oh, yeah, there is three. Hold on. No, they needed another guy. They needed another guy. Um, because, yeah, they were sharing rooms. It's like, ah, um, although, what I was thinking earlier, and I forgot to say, is when, um, Tina finds Kira's pills, I think that, <laughs> like, if it was happening today, you'd, like, be more, um, feeling safe if you found someone was on medication. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people have problems. Yeah. And this is someone who has problems, but she's got it under control. Exactly. So I would feel, I would feel safe, she's being treated. safe knowing <laughs> that she's treated. Yeah, she's exactly. She's like, and especially treated. after seeing the cuts in her wrist, it's like, oh, it's good that you're, <laughs> that yeah. you seek the help that you need, as opposed to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be more frightened if she, I didn't find pills. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be very suspicious. Because <laughs> if she didn't find pills, she probably would have found a razor mm. in there. Along with the tampons and the deodorant. Yeah, but how, what, what can you do with a Bic razor, really? I meant a straight razor. <laughs> which was what Kira used to cut her face. Yes. And her hand, and her wrists. She cut her. By the way, when she cut her wrist, she cut it like Bonnie in the craft. <laughs> now I'm imagining a woman shaving her legs using a straight razor. <laughs> I should just put that in a movie just for no reason. Yeah, do that. <laughs> One of those really sharp barber knives. <laughs> Are you about done? <laughs> Amusing yourself. This is a serious matter. You always get the giggles on everything. 
Mm. To you it would. <laughs> I'd be so terrible with, with those ink blots tests. I like that he called him Sybil. <laughs> His line delivery for some some of the some of his lines are really funny yeah. and his delivery is also really good. Unfortunately, he dies. Yes, he looks cute yes, in his pajamas, though. He does look cute in his pajamas. But Gary's in his old man's sweater. And uh, Erica's got a scarf on the whole thing. Jeez. Maybe she's older than she is and she's trying to like hide turkey wobble. No, I think she was just trying to be hoity toity movie <laughs> star. <laughs> Have you ever. Kind of reminded me of Sorry. A Creep Show, but. Oh, no, I was going to ask if you've ever encountered a, a dead body <laughs> that wasn't at a funeral. No. No. Did I ever tell you I had to drag a dead body out of a car? No. You didn't say he was dead. You said he was drunk. No. That was in my car. Uh, <laughs> I had a, dr a drunk guy. Uh, no, I was at a cafe and then, uh, with a, I was at a cafe with a potential. And when I say potential, it was, it was a, someone I was meeting up as a friend. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And then we were just... Another one of your, you know, fucking parking lot excursions. You no. want and whore. Go ahead. No, and then, like, suddenly some guy, like, we were just drinking coffee. And outside. then he died. What? And then this guy comes to us saying, oh, uh -huh. can you help? Uh, there's a guy who's had a heart attack in his car. Can you help, like, bring him out so we can, like, give him... You're not supposed to move him? Yeah, but to give him, um, um, CPR. Why didn't they call paramedics? The paramedics was on the phone, and so they were being instructed. Um, anyway, we got him out, but I could feel he was, um, he was quite mushy, so I thought, oh, it's... Okay, downer. Turn the page. <laughs> I felt bad for the woman who was, um, you know, making every effort to bring him back. But okay, that's what. What part of turn the page did you not understand? All right, they're in. This is not. They're in this is room. not supposed. They're in a new room. This is yes. a horror podcast. This needs to be fun. <laughs> Not it's a, yes, we're supposed to be happy. I'm the comic relief. <laughs> I shouldn't be bringing dead bodies into this. <laughs> oh, you're the comic relief? You? So I'm the straight man? You're so the Dorothy speak? and I'm the Rose. <laughs> I'm the Dorothy? Mm -hmm. To your what? Rose. Betty, what, Betty uh, White. Rose? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that means I get to slap you with a newspaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want the metro section? <laughs> and I get to call you an idiot like fucking um, 
Estelle Getty, uh, Sophia. This is a very bad boy, Bobby. Uh, this upset Amy. She did not like. I guess she was there when they were doing it. This and she did not like it. Oh, so she, she was watching she, him on set getting wrapped up. I think so. Yeah, and she wasn't happy. Yeah. She was like, because it was so dangerous. He could breathe, but he couldn't breathe as much as he needed to. Yeah, because um, you can't So they had to do like it very lungs, quickly. Yeah. Oh, I would think even being wrapped up I'll, in your body, you know, as well would be quite um, restrictive. Mm. Another thing that she was not happy about was... Um, well... Like I said, the house was furnished pretty much the way it looked when they got there. So I think that fish tank, that fish tank coffee table was there. Um, I think either it was well, either it was there as is, or they put something over it. I think they put something over it. Because um, the fish died. Because whatever they did, they they blocked uh, the oxygen. So all of a sudden, you know, they came in, and the fish were dead, and Amy was not happy again. Yeah. Um, and by the way, too, this was... <laughs> you got sorry. What? I was just going to say, there's another thing that pop, uh, popped in my head, was this was an 18-day shoot. Okay. So it's very quick. Yeah. I didn't even clean up after that. <laughs> mm, probably not. Uh, no, I was just going to say, my friend uh, cleaned up his fish bowl and then <laughs> his fish back in there and they all died because he used too much disinfectant. Mm. I don't like fish. That's why I should never clean. Clearly. They do. I worked in the fish aisle at a fucking pets shop. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember um, our department stores used to sell fish at one stage. Um, you don't even like fish fingers, do you? I don't mind what, fish sticks. I don't mind them. I haven't had them in a while, but they're not. It's not even fish. <laughs> it's like so, like cold crackers. Um, <laughs> it's like fucking chemicals. Um, no, I don't. I don't mind them. They're not my favorite, but they're okay. Um, I think it's okay. This house had several bathrooms. It was quite large, and. There was a member of the crew who had, um... Gastro? An intestinal... Gastric... Yeah. yeah, he had some kind of... He had an issue. And... Whenever he used the bathroom, he had to leave something on the door because it was uninhabitable. <laughs> 
and uh, there was someone, another crew member, who went in unknowingly after the, it had been used. And according to Todd, his exact words when he came out were, it smelled so bad in there it hurt my feelings. Oh my, God. <laughs> my sister is actually looking, considering resigning from her work because um, she works in that, like an, in an office uh, that's about like the size of a garage and it's got a toilet attached to it. And her boss has had part of his um, bowel removed due to a cancer and he shits maybe 10 times a day and it stinks the whole place out. Oh, <laughs> and she's oh, like complaining, like, how would you like to have to be smelling someone's shit the whole day? <laughs> well, hasn't he ever heard of lighting a match? <laughs> he does, like, no. <laughs> he does spray, but like, it's sort of that, it's not enough. <laughs> and she gets, because sometimes he'll just leave the door open after he's left it, you know? It's, it's, oh, that's, no, that's... <gasps> That's Not during, of course. <laughs> well, no, I, I know. Um, by the way, did you notice that my the old um, cover and uh, profile picture for the podcast yes. Facebook was from yes, this? Yes, I did. I thought, oh, I've seen this before. I liked um, in one. Of, I, sorry, <laughs> I liked in one of the um, when I was sexually excitable. In um, Friday the Thirteenth, there was like one of those shower screens that was frosty and bubbly, and you could see them being intimate in there. In which Friday the Thirteenth? Oh, they're all four? the same. <laughs> in one of them, I forget which one. You you, you like uh, sexy shower scenes, mm-hmm. do you? I prefer one person. Um, um, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, you were talking about the your um, profile picture being from the shower. No, I already said that part. Okay. Oh, I was good. I know what I was going to say. Um, because of uh, the duality. Um, with Kira uh, uh, talking to the girl behind in the shower, yeah. and she's telling her to pick pick up the the razor. Um, that's I think that's a big hint right there that it's her. Yeah. But that happened towards the end, like when she gets home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when she, when they lock her in the bathroom. The the oh, part yep, that yep, yep. was... The image that was from the cover from the yes, Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yep. <laughs> that whole fucking sequence is my favorite. Um, here, I think it's about to come up. Yeah. With the acid shower. Yes, yeah. His face is falling off. I think it looks really good. They weren't too happy with it. Yeah, no, Um, it worked well. 
I thought it looked really good. But they wanted more chunks of his face to fall off. Okay. That's why they weren't yeah. too happy. But I think it turned out really grisly. Yeah. And See, I, I think that, that would have made it less, look less realistic, whereas I think that how they've done it. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think it was just it was just nasty mm. enough. And that, um, that face smash against the sink... Mm. Very American history. Was, it's, it's a very mean. Well, that was a, that was supposed to be an homage to Deep Red. Oh, um, yep, yep. But that that is very very nasty and mean spirited. And then when you think it's over, he breaks through the door mm. and grabs and grabs Kira. That's why I love that whole sequence sequence because it's unrelenting. Yeah. It's got those three things back to back to There's back. No pause to for breath. There's no break in the wall. Mm -mm. <coughs> they were supposed to cover uh, the... Because it was a Moen shower head. They were supposed to cover <laughs> the... They get the logo, yes. The name, but they, for, for, they forgot. His scream is kind of girly, but I'd be screaming like a girl, too, if my yeah, face was melting yeah. off. I think, and that's another reason why I, I think this scene is so effective, is because his scream is so yeah. real. I, I'd be so stupid, I'd probably try washing it off with the shower. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Got the black leather gloves going. Yeah, it's it's very uh, giallo. She's got a great scream mm. here. <laughs> I don't think I've noticed her contact lenses. Now you notice them? No, no, I, I still don't notice them. I guess I could just can't. I never like, noticed yeah. them because I think somebody who wears contacts would notice them yes. more. And my ex did, and I never wore them. Well, I tried, but I couldn't I feel like I, I deal feel like with I putting something in my eyeball. I more than the contact lenses. Now the the whole um, moment here with the doctor when her eyes start to bleed and she does that weird head twitch. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that came out of Jacob's ladder. Okay. And was kind of at this time it really wasn't done or redone. I should say, because they they fully admitted they fully admitted to ripping off everything that they did. They you know they were not the um, Kevin Williamson type, where it's like oh it's an homage. No, 
they were like, yeah, we totally ripped off Deep Red yeah. here. And we ripped off Jacob's Ladder. I li- and I like that. Because you're honest. Um, I, I think... And you're trying... <laughs> and it, it's, it's, not, it's not really, you know, plagiarism per se. If you're trying... If you're freely admitting to to recreating something that inspired yeah, you yeah. as much as this did, and 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 it helped. Not only did it help um, help uh, uh, conceptualize the film, but it also um, created uh, solidified their bond as friends. Yeah, yeah. So it was special to them. No, I think they're still friends. Oh, nice. What, what I was going to say is that I think that. Um, ripping off an homage are interchangeable words. I don't. I don't see them as. Do- I just think that one sounds worse. <laughs> well, um, it can. Um, but um, this is going to be another Rob Zombie bash. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But I remember... Um, well, I do a lot of Rob Zombie bashing, and I don't plan on stopping anytime <laughs> soon, so if you don't like it, then you can lick my hairy crack. But I remember once on a message board, I pointed out the obvious about um, what a ripoff of... Chainsaw Massacre, House of a Thousand Corpses was, and somebody responded and in huge letters like as huge as you can make them somebody wrote, homage <laughs> okay <laughs> and I was like, R- really? <laughs> this is an homage to you? homage <laughs> oh, those are in my those are my message board days yes. <laughs> yeah Sounds like, um, um, God, what's his fucking name from Psycho Beach Party sometimes? <laughs> Baloney. Um, Charles Bush? No. Oh, Provolone. No, Provolone sounds so East Coast. Yeah. He, I don't think he sounds, I think he sounds more, I think he sounds more California. This guy. I'm surprised that in other regions this didn't have uh well it might in in um if it's dubbed in other languages but I was going to say I'm surprised this doesn't have any alternative titles it's also known as haunted house oh it that's true it is which makes no fucking sense whatsoever well uh Col- Columbus Columbus <laughs> is a better title but in saying that I I uh, think there could have been an even better title <laughs> Columbus is an original um, title yeah. uh, it doesn't really draw me in um, 
But well, I, it didn't draw me but, in but, either. Like I said, I just wanted to see it for, but because being of Lenny Quigley. Like killer workout. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> yes, and I like a robicide. Killer workout. <laughs> killer workout is such a basic bitch <laughs> title. It's like you're not even trying. I am but very neither, trying. I don't think they were really trying with. I don't really think they were trying with Death Spa either. Yeah, Tony, are you with her or not? Are you George W. Because if you're not Bush? with her, then you're against yes. her. What? She's like George uh, W. Huh? Bush. You're either with us yeah. or you're against us. Yeah, that's right. No, I don't. This I don't understand. It, I think if they both ran together, the chances of one of them getting hit would have been stronger. Yeah, yeah. They should have just went one after another. I, or tried to jump over the beam that you can clearly see. Or I was thinking, uh, why not like throw like some clothes and sort of <laughs> set off the trap? Or a chair yeah. or something. Or step on a chair. There's your profile picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. They said she really liked recording the evil Kira. Oh, okay, yep, yep. You should be. Who was playing the woman in the tub? Um, I think it was uh, just a, a crew member. Yeah. Daniel. <laughs> Uh, that sweater, though, that she wears... I only had one. It's <laughs> so kidding. 90s. Uh, the same with uh, uh, Erica. I feel like my sister... Actually, it's like Drew Barrymore's sweater in uh, Scream. How dare you? Even the hairstyle. Drew did not have those bangs. <laughs> no. Those bangs are abysmal. Those bangs are bomb. Mm. Oh, I hate it. I hate oh my it. god. I was going to say... I was going to say... I'm so glad that we live in a time where nobody says things like, This is the bomb anymore. I can't believe... It's like... It's, that so dates this movie when she says, This house is the fucking bomb. Interesting doors. I. Th what? They look like uh, um, wardrobe handles. <laughs> oh no, they were they were they were real um, doors. Yeah. Um, I thought that this was an homage to uh, Silent Night Deadly Night. Okay. Um, because Linnea gets put up on the antlers. Um, but it's not, um, cause there's another movie where there's, it's in Argento. I don't, I, yeah. like I said, I'm not as well versed as I sh probably should be or would like to be in Argento, but it was an homage to an Argento movie. The back, that head looks so fake. Yeah. Um, 
they had to do this three times because it was very uncomfortable for her. Yeah. She was like, and you can, I think you can kind of see it in her in her eyes. She's like genuinely terrified. Yeah, yeah. Because they were really pushing her toward those antlers. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Cat of Nine Towers, was it? No. Or the bird with the crystal plumage. Perhaps. Well, I know they love Inferno and they love trauma. Um, oh, okay. Trauma, I don't see a lot of love for. <laughs> I like trauma, except for there's a sequence about anorexia that <laughs> comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and like I said, they love Deep Red. Yeah. And they also love Fulci, so it's not, it's not just Argento. I um, wanted to do a homage <laughs> to Suspiria in one of my uh, horrors. Oh, they love Suspiria, yeah. There's a lot of Suspiria in this. Yeah. Well, the music is at the beginning was very Suspiria. Well, they all, some of the those cues um, are also in Phenomena. Yes. And they said um, to that when they looked at the sheet music for that the composer did, the notes were changed just enough oh, okay. like so that ten, they wouldn't like get sued. Yeah. Yeah, but they they used temp tracks, I think, that were just Goblin. Yeah. Um, and then when they gave it to the composer to create, um, they were like, we want it to sound like this. So. Yeah, this this whole movie is, is a love letter to Italian yeah. horror. Um, and, um, <clears throat> uh, what do you call it? Um. That yeah, was creepy. That was weird. Yeah. Um, this played briefly in theaters in certain territories. Uh, oh, I know what I forgot to say, too. Shit. Um, it went straight to video here, but the, the... First of all, the tape itself, the, the VHS itself, was yellow. Yes. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but also the cover, the front cover, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, um, fucking, um, what's it called? Uh, hologram. It was, it was like that kind of scratch. It was like kind of scratchy. You know what I mean? It was like, like heavy oh, image. Okay like on Matt <laughs> Matt it wasn't but it, uh, no 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 it, it kind of had like a plastic over yeah. it but it wasn't like when you turned it it the image changed yes, yeah yeah no I, I know what it was saying. just yeah. it, it was like kind of a screen yeah ish which I'm surprised that they shelled out the money for that when they wouldn't even get an original cover <laughs> um it's like yeah let's spiff off spiff up this stock photo uh this whole sequence was really hard for amy because she had to do a lot of falling and she was very sick she had a, a bad stomach oh, okay. virus so it must have been going around shot this. no the guy who had those issues 
that was just his thing. He just had he had problems. Yeah. See, I thought it was going to be that he was a co-patient with her. That's what what I was thinking the ending was going to be, and that he had seen these photo these pictures that she had drawn while they were in the uh, house together. Mm, I don't like that. At no, all. no, what? <laughs> That's so boring. Stage Fright is another movie that um, this was supposed to be an homage. Oh, so. uh, I've been trying to watch that. That's with Mimi, not Mimi, Mini Driver. From the early eighties? Oh no 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 no! Isn't it? It's a new one. Sorry, yeah. It's like a musical horror or something. Like, or, or, they, no, 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 it's no, about no. these. Uh, I'll have to look it up later. But like, I think it's these kids no, are this like is a, an Italian a drama movie. camp or something, and people start getting killed off. Oh, that wasn't him. That was a. That wasn't even a stunt person that went into the mirror. That was just somebody who worked oh on the crew. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have stunt people. Are you crazy? Just the people with padding. <laughs> but I'm surprised they he didn't do it. Yeah. How old is he? As big as he yeah. is, they. I would have been like, you know. Just give me some kind of... Because you don't really... You don't even see his face hit the glass. I would have just been like, give me something protective over my face. Maybe his expensive. And I'll do it. And so they only just shot what Maybe, they needed yeah. and then... Everything they didn't need him for, they just got other people to do. He got kind of diva-ish during this, this sequence because he was really... Because I think this is the most uh, important or that it's over now but that whole fight sequence between he him and Kira was like the most important moment for his character and he was really trying to get into that correct mindset and be very menacing but everybody was being too loud (laughs) on the set he was having a Christian Bale moment was he I guess The doctor, um, yeah, like I say, hardly anyone in the cast has got a link to anything else that they've done in Wikipedia. <laughs> See, that this hole right here is proof that it didn't happen, yeah, because. No, nothing that she said at all checks out. Yeah. The word actually comes from an ancient Greek term. Nineties lingo. <laughs> I can't believe lingo, baby. this is twenty three years like old. Like the bomb. What? This is twenty three years old. Um. Yeah. There's a there's a really nice um nice featurette on on the um on the blu-ray because they had a special screening for this at a small theater in England okay um and uh 
Daniel and um, and Todd. Todd were there, it, and it was there too. It, I think it was for the twentieth anniversary of the movie, and a lot of people hadn't seen it or had heard of it. They didn't. They didn't tell them what the movie was. They just said it, it's a special screen. Yeah, twentieth anniversary screening for. I don't even think they said a horror movie. Um. So yeah, that was nice. This has found hasn't really found an audience, I don't think, here, which is generally the case with movies <laughs> I favor. Um but it does have I think it has a, a decent enough European um audience. Yeah. And I think it's a lot. Ha, a lot of it has to do with um, all the Argento uh, influence stuff. Well, um, um, definitely the Italian horror is um, inspired by you know Italian an Italian view. So um, if a movie comes out that Italians can appreciate, then that then they'd like it. And the same with other European nations. Like I said, this has had several different covers. Um, and when I did, I did this for B-Movie Bonanza. And I talked about the, the, that it has different covers, a, a multitude of covers mm-hmm. during my solo commentary for that. And I, I found a bunch of them. Um, and I posted them because I used to write a blog um, to accompany every episode um, and I was just thinking they even did a Scream-esque floating heads oh, cover okay. um, where it's like um, Time for Purim. it's like a, it's they're all um, down the left side of the cover yeah. and Kira is is Kira's is the only body you see. It's like from head to to um, to uh, her stomach, yeah. and everybody else is just kind of you know so neck up, like those um, Indian Native American Indian poles. Kind of, but it it was more. It's more um, stylized, yeah. and um, it's not a straight line. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's curved, like like a, like a blade. If I came of. home to this mess, I'd be slitting throats as well. This was Daniel's <laughs> oh, house, <laughs> and he said they didn't even do anything. <laughs> this was just the way he fucking lived, and I think because they were on such a time crunch, they didn't clean up. <laughs> Because they didn't clean up, because they had to get more money from the investor to do these reshoots. Yeah. So, yeah, they didn't clean up shit. <laughs> and if you notice, it was a Pepsi can yes. with Pepsi covered that she dropped. No, it 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 sort of looked. Uh, you could definitely see it was Pepsi, and you could see the word. But I feel like they tried coloring it in with some blue or something. Yeah, I think yeah. 
It's not like a. Well, I don't know what the they f- put a sticker over a letter or something. Yeah. Another one of my favorite favorite parts is when she's looking in the mirror and she and she starts cutting her face and you just hear that sound of the razor cutting into flesh and the blood starts to pool in the sink. Very cringe. Mm-hmm. I like it. You like it a lot. I do. And I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. That whiskey breath. Oh, dirty touching all over me. Just gonna stop trying to find out where that smell comes from. What? what? You always interrupt me when I get <laughs> real into, into your it. Monologue. <laughs> yes. Bring her home, Piper. <laughs> and now, the devil has come home. <laughs> And we'll pray for the last. We'll pray time. for the last time. We'll pray. I pray you find Jesus. God, stop it! <laughs> Before I start slitting my face. <laughs> mm, there's Gary's scream. You know my, <laughs> I don't know what made me think of it, but um, my ex's mother, she had to go into hospital for a, um, for a heart surgery. I forget what. But um, to that point, she had been taking so much uh, pain relief medication that when she was in hospital, and like, she had sort of started doctor shopping at one stage, so she was on a few different things. And um, when she was in hospital, they actually had to restrain her because she started detoxing. <laughs> oh, no. So we visited her and she was, like, all in cuffs. Well, couldn't they give her something to alleviate oh, no. well, the, she, the detox? Well, they did, but she would start wandering around, like, uh, and become a bit aggressive. They remarked, the directors, they remarked about how shiny her scars were. Yeah, they are. But they're a bit I like just, a, a bukkake. Oh my god. I just thought, I always assumed that it was some kind of ointment that she had put on them like a, god. um... <laughs> oh god. Um, like, what's that, um... That ointment like that um, prevents no uh, the ointment that prevents scars. What's that? V. It starts with a V. <laughs> Vaseline. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I, no. I know you can use Vaseline, like petroleum jelly. Yeah, but Vaseline is just a lubricant. It's not. It, it doesn't. It's. It's. No, but you could use it'll just make something moist. Make it moist and not hard, like harden into a. It's not really gonna. It's not really gonna do yeah. much. It's all right. You need something um, iodine that has um, that has um, what do you call it? Um, fucking, fucking, fucking! Oh, <laughs> I can't steroids. think of words. <laughs> Not steroid. Um, whatever. Bee pollen. 
No. Mm-hmm. I've got a stain. I've got a scar on my thumb that never went away, and it wasn't even from a deep cut. It was a very shallow cut from a from a blunt plastic, and it's stayed with me for since getting it. This was one of the crew guys. She should have put some balm on her legs. Her you can see it's all cracked. <laughs> well, she's not supposed to look pretty. Well, when you've got such a zoom in, a bit of gloss wouldn't have helped. Wouldn't have hurt. So. <laughs> she was not supposed to look pretty throughout this entire movie. No, she looked gorgeous. Well, she, she can't help that she's a beautiful girl, but... Um, they didn't do anything to enhance her natural beauty is what I'm trying okay. to say. Now, did you watch all of the credits? Oh, the female impersonator is a Blaine Bolton. I didn't. Well, <laughs> they were kind of, um, I guess you could say they were forced to use a rap song for the movie because the investor had a friend who was trying to get a music career started (laughs) and they wrote a song for the movie called face to faceless and it's awful and they didn't want to put it in the movie so they literally put it like at the last (laughs) 30 seconds (laughs) after the credits um but yeah, this this whole theme here is very um, which 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 uh, Suspiria, sus- yeah, Suspiria, yeah. But yeah, in the commentary, they were laughing at this rap song because it's so, it's really bad, and it does not go with it's the movie rap. at all. It's a rap. It's a rap on this face to faceless. <laughs> that is the worst title as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we're dancing cheek to cheekless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, oh. this theme works much better over the end title. Take you away by volcanic. That's probably one of the songs the song that they were dancing to in the basement. Oh yep. Oh yes. Oh yes, face to face. This doesn't even get much <laughs> like all the other stuff gets. There it comes. And it's so so nineties too. Yeah. Black Mac. <laughs> Stackman and Dime. Face to faceless. <laughs> Jesus. And it's like, you know, ah, it's, it's, fuck if it goes with the movie or not. We just gotta put this song in here. But that doesn't seem very rap. It's more like, um. Yeah, which makes even less sense. Oh my god, they barely played it. <laughs> it's like 15 it. seconds. I forgot, I forgot it was that little. I don't even think they got through like the first verse. <laughs> no, they didn't even get. That was just intro that they had. Yeah. Um. 
but uh, Todd said that he thinks he has a full version of the song somewhere. So maybe you can find it on YouTube now. That could be our karaoke song. Or not. I'll do do the drum bits. You can do the lyrics. Yeah, that's right. I'd be front and center, Mm -hmm. bitch. Mm -hmm. No, we can do... um, we can do almost here. What's that from? Delta and Brian. Oh yes, that that is the song I was thinking of. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well that was Colobus. Yes. Now, what did you what did you think? I, Your second time I, watching uh, it. Enjoyed it better the second time. The first time it was fine, but uh, I was sort of. Um, Sometimes uh, I enjoy a movie better when I know where it's going, uh, and mm-hmm, it takes away mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that thought process. Um, and like, I, and also reading into the ending helped me appreciate it a bit more. But I definitely, I yes. definitely enjoyed all of the Giallo um, uh, references, and um, yeah, um, I wish that it was more appreciated. Me too. Yes, that's why I, like I said at the beginning of the commentary, this is this and Strangeland. I think are the two sorely, most sorely overlooked, underappreciated horror movies of the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they came out right when movies like this were not being made because everybody was trying to do scream. Because <laughs> scream so great. Mm. Or, yeah. Suck my ass, Kevin Williamson. What? Oh, no, I was going to say, or, or uh, maybe the audiences were sort of getting tired of the scream knockoffs. So they were just sort of. It worked against no, the they whole were not. horror industry. Well, look at they Cherry Falls. No. That sort of felt like a bit of a um, not a scream um, inspired, but like just. I think I think that it's kind of scream. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's good. It's good because it's weird. Because um, I think I that's I think that's really why I like Cherry Falls. It's it's a scream clone, yes, but it's had its own a DNA. bizarre movie. Yeah. It ha- yeah, it doesn't follow the same template. And it didn't try to be all hip and meta yes. the way Scream and a lot of the Scream clones did. It it turned it Scream on its head, went down its own path, did its own thing. Yes. And I like it. <laughs> I liked it. Lord, I'm going to reach out of my all grave and slap you in the face. All over me. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> It can be a real suspense. Then uh, one night, I, I saw him looking down at me that way. I could smell the whiskey on his breath. I feel like we should just cut the episode. Ash, <laughs> going through your monologue. <laughs> we got down on our knees and prayed just for strength. I'll stop it, Ralph. But now. The devil has come home. And now we're going to wrap it up <laughs> because I have to go to my closet and pray. 
have to All go right. to my wash closet and pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pull on your foreskin. All right. Well, we are going to wrap this one up. I want to thank Tony for joining me for Colobus. Thank you, Brandon, for having me for Colobus. All right. Well, until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams. And I liked it. <laughs>